Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jana Panaritis, and you're listening to the AgeWise podcast, where we give you strategies for aging well and wisely. And how do you do that when on top of struggling to meet the demands of your own life, you're also caring for an aging parent or a spouse, or maybe you're caring for another member of your family? Well, we're here to help. Each week, we'll hear from the experts, professionals in the field of aging, and people like you, unsung heroes rising to the occasion of caring for a loved one and finding unexpected rewards along the way. So stick around for some straight talk on aging in all its unpredictable glory. I'm really excited to be joined today by someone who was not born in the United States, and her story is really unique. She's a baby boomer, and her name is Lisa Benasari. Lisa is the managing director and executive producer at Consulate Film Editing in New York City. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks, Jana. Good to be here with you. Great to have you. So tell us where you were born and what, how old you were when you arrived in the U.S., and what was it like coming here for you? Well, I was born in Trinidad, West Indies, and I came to the United States um, in November of 1969, so just before my fourth birthday. And, um, you know, it was, it was a bit of a culture shock. I mean, I'm, I was very young, but I did notice that, you know, it was very vast. It was very big coming into New York, the plane landing, seeing all the lights. You know, I come from this tiny little dot in the Caribbean. So... In that way, it was just very um, intimidating and grand and exciting and all of those things. So you didn't come here on your own. You didn't get on that plane alone. No, no. <laughs> no <laughs> who, did, who did you come with? My grandmother. My grandmother came back to Trinidad. Long story short, my my mother um, came had an opportunity to come to the United States when I was six months old, and so had to leave me behind with her younger sister. Um, my grandmother would come back and visit. Uh, and she came to visit, actually, to take my my aunt back, and had an opportunity to bring me uh, as a surprise. So I ended up coming very uh, spontaneously to the United States. But I was lucky. I was very lucky to be able to get a green card and uh, end up here. So I, I've been here for almost 46 years, long time. Right. So I know you're close with your mom, and mm-hmm. you were probably close with your family. I mean, when you were back in Trinidad, I don't know what you remember about those years. I mean, you were so young before you left. Yeah, I, I don't remember very much. I mean, most of my fam- family sort of ties were brought, you know, came over when I did um, because my grandmother was here, my my mother was here, um, my aunt, my caretaker came about a year later. Um, so most of my family ended up here around the same time, uh, give or take a few years. So most of our growing up and, and being um, assimilated into the American culture happened together. Uh huh. And, um, and 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 your mom lives in in Queens, right? Well, no, she actually or... lives in Catskill, New York now. So oh, yeah, okay. she lived in Queens. We grew up in Queens, um, in Brooklyn, and in Queens. And then about five years ago. I was able to move her to Catskill. I have a a second home up there, um, near there. And so I moved her up there to be a little bit closer. It was easier on the weekends to kind of 
I thought it would be easier on the weekends to kind of see her, but then it became harder, actually, because, you know, you work all week in the city, and then you go upstate uh, for a couple of days, and you're kind of trying to fit it all in in, in two days. So it, it's it's proven to be a little more difficult. But she's she lives with her um, longtime partner of mm-hmm. 30 years in Catskill. So you're close to your mom. I know that. And when she was living in Queens, you would see her with regularity, right? Yes. Yes, I did. Probably more regularly than I do now, unfortunately. It was was a little easier to kind of be able to go after work or things like that. Now, like I said, she's two and a half hours away. So I try to see her at least once a month to just kind of check in. uh, But I talk to her frequently, almost Mm -hmm. every day. And and how was her health? Well, you know, my mom um, is pretty young when you think about, you know, just aging in America. She's 69. So that's fairly, you know, Mm -hmm. still pretty young uh, on the scale. But um, unfortunately, my mother's a smoker. She's had a stroke, a couple of small strokes uh, and one big one about 10 years ago. So that has affected her, uh, her memory or short-term memory. She's much more sedentary than she used to be. She knew she had to stop working so that uh, because she just had memory issues and wouldn't, wasn't going to be able to just continue a full-time job. So that's been difficult to kind of assess all of that and figure out what her quality of life was going to be mm-hmm. in retirement. And I wish that she would be a little bit more engaging and a little more sort of um, just more proactive about her own health. But, you know, many years ago, I, I because she was, she's been smoking for my whole life, um, you get to a point where you kind of say to yourself, you know, there's just very little that you can do to change somebody who is not going to change. And so the frustration of that had been difficult. And so uh, a few years ago, I kind of resolved myself to just enjoying the time that I have with her, however long that may be or however short that may be. And... You know, it's it's difficult as your parent gets older because you start to take on the parent role a little bit because they're just, as as they become a little bit more feeble, a little less engaged in their sort of daily activity, you kind of try to steer them in a direction, but it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to watch her age. Um, my mother was never a, a, a very vibrant person. Um, she wasn't very physical. She wasn't, you know, into sports, wasn't into fitness and any of that. Mm-hmm. But relatively, she, you know, she worked and she raised a family and she did all of that, uh, you know, the normal sort of things that people do. Um, I wish she would be more physical. I wish she'd get out more and walk more. And I've tried to encourage her over the years to just keep her, her body and her, her mind sharp. But it, it's, it's a difficult task. And, and um, it's one that, uh, it, you know, a, a little bit of a battle that I'm losing. And it's, it's unfortunate. But um, so what I try to do in my life is to be that much more physically active and, and, and sharp, because, you know, I don't have any children. And aging, aging, when you have children, is, it's, not, it's not a given that they're going to kind of watch out for you or take mm-hmm. care of you. But mm-hmm. there is that idea that there's somebody else that's kind of concerned about your aging process. Mm-hmm. And my partner and I don't have children, mm-hmm. and we, we do think about that from time to time, and I think that that's a big concern for people in this country who don't have children, mm-hmm. um, to start thinking about what's going to happen for them and, and the caretaking that we have as baby boomers were kind of like giving to our, our parents, what's, what's that going to be like when we get to that, that point? 
And and healthcare being expensive and, and assisted living and all of those things are just they're huge, huge things. Um and, and people don't start thinking about them really at a point where they have time to sort of plan on it. Uh, you know, we're, we're all planning retirement, but then beyond that, what happens? And I think those are questions that in general people have to be asking, not just people who are childless, but people who are just, you know, living longer, retirement uh, being eaten up retirement funds and things changing financially, but also what is there? What, what are your alternatives? Mm-hmm. You know, what are your alternatives to living a good full life? But if you need help and if you aren't as healthy, what are things that are available to you? And uh, I'm just now kind of delving into that in the big picture. Mm-hmm. Well, just to get back to your mom for a moment, because I do want to talk about you too. But <laughs> um, so, so your mom's partner, does he push her or to, to be engaged more? Is he active? How does he He's very him? active. Mm-hmm. He's very active. He's a few years older than she is. Um, my mom is very stubborn. You know, he'll, he'll suggest things to her. And if she says no, he'll kind of take that at face value and be like, okay, you don't, you don't, you know, he doesn't want to ruffle her feathers or make her upset or any of those things. Mm-hmm. And we've had discussions about it to try to get him to be a little bit more um, encouraging in a loving way, not in a combative way, but to try to get her. But, you know, she's, she's not surrounded by her sisters, who she used to be surrounded by um, mm-hmm. when she lived closer. She's mm-hmm. not surrounded by my brother and I. Mm-hmm. So there's not enough people, maybe, mm-hmm. that are able to push her in the right direction. So that's been a concern, and and I've been thinking about ways to kind of, you know, change that and thinking about maybe moving her closer back to the city since my brother and I are both here and her sister's here and most of her family's here. Uh-huh. But things are expensive. Sure. It's very expensive. They're they're enjoying a certain quality of life based on, you know, their fixed income. Mm-hmm. And to change that wouldn't be a huge burden, but it would it would be burdensome. And, you know, as they get older, they think about that. You know, they think yeah. about what they're yeah. leaving. And, right. you know, I'd rather her spend anything that she has to her and, and put that toward her quality of life. Mm-hmm. than to worry about what her, you know, what she's going to leave behind. So I think that that's also something that uh, becomes troublesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's she's in a house then, is she? She's she's in a house. She uh-huh. she rents a house with okay. her with her partner uh-huh. in in Catskill. It actually happens to be a, a house of a, a very good friend of mine. One of my best friends owns the house. So it's a reasonable rent. They have a few acres. Um, uh-huh. But my mother doesn't drive, so she's completely She dependent. doesn't drive. No, she does not she drive. She does not drive. Right. So she's she's completely dependent on her partner mm-hmm. to, you know, run errands, to take her to a doctor's appointments, to take her shopping, to take her do those things for mm-hmm. her with mm-hmm. her. So that's much more difficult because there's a sense of independence that she doesn't really have. Mm-hmm. Um, Which she probably so, had more of living in the New York area because you could hop on a subway. Yeah, she right. could, yeah. or there would be more people around that could help her, or she could just, you know, it's very different. She lives in more of a rural setting, mm-hmm. and living in the city, you can just get out and walk a couple of blocks mm-hmm. even, you know, to mm-hmm. the corner store or whatever. So her quality of life, I think, would be better. But, you know, at the same time, I ha- I'm conflicted because five years ago I encouraged them to move upstate Mm -hmm. um, because they were fighting the the economic sort of burdens of being in in New York City, Mm -hmm. which is one of the most expensive places to live. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, she sold her house, thankfully, a few years ago and was Mm -hmm. able to take some of that. 
equity in there and have that as a, a little bit of a nest egg. But again, you know, spending it all towards rent or, you know, things like that didn't seem like the best idea at the time. So it, it's, it's, I'm conflicted, you know, I, I'm conflicted with what to do or if there's anything to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, my mother wasn't the most energetic person to begin with. So is it something I'm sort of like projecting? You know? Well, it's kind of tough she... because it sounds like they have a good quality of life in some ways, but in other ways, they're a bit socially isolated and social right. engagement is such a key issue for healthy aging. Exactly. And yeah. they just have each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have friends there that they socialize with. Mm-hmm. And so that I think is a problem. But you know, the other part of it is to be quite honest is they didn't socialize that much when they were here. So that, you know, that's, that's where it becomes sort of a difficult question about what is their quality of life and who decides what is the best quality of life for anyone. I guess what it comes down to is your contentment and being okay with where you are. But again, we have these preconceived notions about how content people should be and how content they are and what what, what our perception of a good quality of life is versus what theirs is. So it, I think it's I think it's difficult. I mean, I think we can have a general idea about what we think is a good quality of life for people in general, you mm-hmm. know, to mm-hmm. have like enough food and enough, you know, healthy living and, and clean water and all the things that are important to like sustain your 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 life for as long as, as you have. But again, I, I still am conflicted about whether or not she's happy, mm-hmm. you know, truly happy. Yeah. Is, is her partner um, a Trinidadian or is he American? No, born? he's American. He's mm-hmm. American born. Mm-hmm. Um, so culturally, you know, they're, they're very different. Mm-hmm. My mother comes from a very, very big family. Mm-hmm. And so her whole life was just surrounded by people. You know, it wasn't, she has, she had four siblings of her own. Her mother was one of 13 children oh, and my. there were, you know, plenty of cousins and, and plenty of uh, people around all the time. So you have that sense of, on the one hand, you're never alone, which which can be good. And on the other hand, you're never alone, and that can be very bad. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, you might say to yourself, well, you know what, it's okay to now be in a position where I'm sort of like just on my own, and, and that's okay. I, I've had enough of that sort of life where I answered to people or people were around all the time or, you know, it, 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 uh, big families can be complicated as much as they can be fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and the problem is that, that we can't really have these kind of discussions, you know, because, because it is a cultural thing and because I grew up here and there's much more openness with my friends and my life about how I'm feeling or what I'm feeling maybe. Um, you know, my parents didn't have that, or my my mother certainly didn't have that. You know, I always tell my I tell my cousins all the time. I'm like, you know, they don't talk about it because they don't. It's it's generational on the one hand, it's cultural on the other hand. You know, these guys didn't go to therapy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like everybody <laughs> I my, my mother age. Into mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean everybody my age for the most part. That was a resource for them to be able to have a therapy and talk about the things and be able to have the, get the tools that you needed to kind of move forward. Well, you know, they didn't, and they're not gonna they're not gonna do it now. They're just not. Mm-hmm. You know, some people may, but my mother's not that person. She doesn't want to talk about her feelings or about what what's going on. She just has she just wanted to have acceptance. 
about where she is and not really make it too difficult for anyone. But so, you think her partner is supporting her in terms of her health, and are you, you're you not worried about that? I mean, are, you must feel at least glad that she's got someone, right? I do. I do feel that, and I have to tell you, tell you I'm thankful for that, and I, I do feel guilty on the one hand about not being as um, involved in that as maybe I think I should be. Sometimes I think, well, I should take over and be more of an advocate for what's going on and figure out what. But, you know, he takes her to all her appointments. She has good health care. She's on her her medications. Um, She's doing all the things, you know, he puts them out for her every day. And, you know, sometimes I want her to be a little more independent about it, to take on her, her health you know, on her own and kind of figure out what's going on and, and, and just kind of take more control of it. I, you know, I'm, I'm very torn. Mm-hmm. I'm very torn. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you worry about her and has that affected your health? Yes. Uh, I mean, I think that it's affected my health for the better. I'm much more in tuned. I think that, you know, the one thing I do want to make sure of is that I have a good mental health mm-hmm. and that, you know, that's really, and physical health. I work out. I, you know, try to eat well. I, you know, I don't want to have... Um, the same memory issues as my mother. I don't want to be sedentary. I'm very active. If anything, her sort of lack of ability to do things has pushed me into wanting to do them as much as I can for as long as I can. Hmm. So in that respect, I think that I'm just sort of like, yeah, all right, I have this opportunity to be much more physically and mentally toned, Mm -hmm. so to speak, Mm -hmm. or healthy. So were your mom's concerned is sort of let's see what happens and kind of status quo for now and one day yeah, at a time? I mean, I th- yeah, I mean, I think it is. It's You know, she doesn't have any major health issues at the moment, thankfully. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, you mm-hmm. know, but she's, she's an, a, a smoker, like I said. You know, mm-hmm. those things I'm sure will be more complicated as she ages. I wonder about, you know, if she's, she's eating enough or eating well. But it's, it's a very difficult, you know, it, it's so hard to kind of like, you know, I knew that I knew that you lived with your mom and you t- took care of her after your dad died mm. and you moved in there and, and you really kind of like took control of that. And that's really great that you were able to do that. I thought about doing that, but I don't know that it would be, I mean, it's not necessarily it's not necessary at the moment, so mm-hmm. I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it becomes necessary at some point, would I do that? Of course, I would do everything I could to ensure that she has everything she needed. Short of moving in with her, I don't know that <laughs> that would be yeah. good for anybody. Yeah. But, you know, finding her the right situation. But I, I, we do feel lucky that, that her partner is there and so willing, you know, and yeah. doesn't ever complain about it. It seems, you know, really cares for my mother uh-huh. and is doing it because they're partners in life, you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And and she's lucky to have that. Mm-hmm. And she's, she, she's 69, you said. Right? She's 69. Uh-huh. And I do think about, you know, but I do also think about enabling. Like, would she do more if she were on her own? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's all of these complicated questions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And mm-hmm. there's really nowhere, no way to really know. She's sort of given over her her caretaking to him because he's willing to take it over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it's not unusual either. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's I guess that's the way it goes. You yeah. know, I mean, I know many many older couples kind of live in that place where one takes care of the other one, and then that person may die and move on, and then what happens? You know, right, right. What happens is what yeah. happened to me. Well, let, yeah, yeah. Well, um, let's talk about you. You're turning fifty this year. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's really scary, Jana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's really scary. It's the first time. 
my, you know, it's not my mortality. I never have really worried about dying. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I don't have that worry. Um, I think what's happened to me, and I can only speak for myself, obviously, is that I woke up one day and I thought, wow, I'm going to be 50. First of all, that's really hard for me to believe. But secondly, it's what your body does, you know. Mm -hmm. Your body betrays you. You know, I'll turn to do something or I'll do something that I've always done and it's, it's slightly harder or it's slightly um, a little more pressure on my knees or something like that. And then it becomes sort of like, wow, this is a physical thing. As much for me now, it's much more physical than it is mental Mm -hmm. because I feel sharp as a tack. Mm -hmm. But physically, I have my limitations. And I really am just aware of that for the first time in my life. And Mm -hmm. so that's a little daunting. So that sounds like uh, I was going to ask you if you feel differently about yourself now from how you felt when you were younger. Yes, I have. I do. I do feel I do feel differently. I feel much more confident. I feel much more secure. Mm -hmm. I feel much more at ease in my life with the people around me. Mm -hmm. All of those things. I think I'm in really great shape. Mm-hmm. probably better in, in at this age than I was younger in, in certain parts of my life. I used to smoke. I probably drank too much. I did things that everybody does maybe in to excess. But now that I'm sort of in a better place, eating better and physically more active on a regular basis, you know, but your body ages. And so it sort of meets in the middle a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting thing that happens. Mm-hmm. What do you think has stayed the same about you throughout your life, and what do you think's changed? <sighs> what has stayed the same? I think I've always had a level of confidence and a level of security mm-hmm. um, that I think I've had probably, maybe not my whole life, but certainly at the important part of my life, you know, just like by the time I reached adulthood and was able to kind of take care of myself. I think everybody has insecurities when they're younger and, and things like that. What's changed? Uh, my cynicism, maybe. You've gotten more cynical? No, I've gotten less cynical. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you telling me that you're a closet optimist now? No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Okay. <laughs> but I will say that And, you know, I think a lot of, I'm in a relationship for almost 19 years. Mm -hmm. And I think that that the person I'm with really does bring that out in me Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and in in very good ways. And so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take, you know, credit for that, really. I think it's it's a combination of things. But I do think that the person that I'm with and the person that I love and the person I share my life with is not even a closet optimist, a full out, you know, out Mm -hmm. of the closet optimist. Mm -hmm. And that has rubbed off on me over the years. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's the thing that's changed. And um, I think that's been good. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't I don't know if you want to talk about this, but can we talk about the fact that you're openly gay? Oh, yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. So being gay, what what specific challenges do you anticipate as you get older? Well, I, I, um, I think that being gay and getting older, there, there are a couple of things. Um, you know, more gay people, more acceptance has brought gay people to be able to have children, either adopt or have children of their own in some way. Um, and I think the familial, the, having a family unit for certain people has always been important, and, and now they're able to kind of do that. 
Um, what I was talking about a little bit earlier is that, you know, when you don't have children, there's, there's a certain, there's no guarantee that when you get older, your children are going to help care for you. But I think that it, it's much more um, sort of expected, maybe, for a lot of people as they get older. And people who don't have children, and not just gay people who don't have children, but, but people who are age, aging who don't have children, who are straight or not in relationships and all of those things. I think those challenges uh, about who's going to help figure out what your health care plan is going to be as you age. Um, being able to have resources for, there used to be generations of people living under one roof, grandparents and your parents and then children and everybody took care of everybody. And that, that is, the pendulum swung in different, back and forth over the last hundred years. But you know, as gay people getting older, you really have, you're on your own a little bit more. Uh, you know, you may have friends and family and all of that, but really, you know, just having the security of children to help make some decisions that, you know, other people take for granted maybe or that it's just par for the course. I think that's something to think about. Getting old in America when you're alone is really scary. Mm -hmm. And um, there are a lot of lonely people and there are a lot of people who have no resources and have no way of connecting with those resources. And I think that that's a, a scary thing. Mm -hmm. And that does scare me um, a little bit mm -hmm. to be alone without any sort of help to just add or just any advocates, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a scary prospect. Do you think you'll demand more in the way of care services than the generation ahead of you? I think baby boomers basically demand a lot more in the way. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we do. I think we have more resources available to us if we're willing to believe it or not. Like, I really believe that you can figure out stuff, you know, but you have to be prepared. You have to ask questions. You have to investigate. There's a lot of resources out there. You know, people can say things like, oh, healthcare in America is not good and all, but there are resources. You have to dig through it, and you have to be willing to dig through it. It's not perfect. It's a very imperfect terrain. But I think that we can find good ways, um, and you have to kind of plan. You know, our parents didn't plan, and their parents didn't plan. There was very little planning that happened. Mm -hmm. um, you just kind of got older, and then you, whatever happened, happened. Now we're sort of like we want, we want, our generation really wants a full life for the most part. And we're planning. We're planning our future. They're, you know, they're telling us to plan for our retirement, to plan for having enough money. You know, we have to plan for no Social Security. We have to plan for all of these things. And I think there's a, there's a balance of planning without fear. You know, you don't want to get caught up in the fear of it, but you want to have some idea about what's going to happen and how you can save for your future and mm -hmm. for your future needs, you mm -hmm. know. Do you think when you were younger that you had any expectations um, at points in your life about what growing older would be? like for you? No. <laughs> In a I, word. Really, I really don't. You know, I don't think that when I was younger, I really thought about it. You know, I mean, my mother was fairly young when she had me and my grandmother was fairly young when she had her. So, mm -hmm. you know, aging, my grandmother died at 71, fairly mm -hmm. young mm -hmm. for, um, for people these days. But I don't think I really thought about it as much. I really, mm -hmm. I really don't. And I, it's not like I think about it so much now. Sure. But it is, it is more than just a blip. It's not just something that happens. Again, it's about planning, you know, and having a conversation 
about it. You know, it's funny. People don't want to talk about certain things. Like my partner and I will talk about, oh, well, you know, when we die, what, what do you want to happen? Do you want to be buried? Do you want to, you know, be cremated? Like, and, you know, inevitably we'll get to this place where it's like, oh, let's not talk about that yet. Do you have a living you know? Um We don't. Oh, okay. We don't, you know, mm-hmm. and as much as we plan, you know, we each know what the other person wants, mm-hmm. but we don't really have anything set, you know, in, written down. Mm-hmm. Did you guys um, get married yet? Yes, did? we did. Okay. I think yeah. I, mu- I'm, I must have known that. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, so, we got married. Okay, so, so at least so you can visit each other that. in the hospital. Yes. Um, <laughs> at least there's that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that there's this idea, you kind of want to put it off as long as you can, you know, thinking about it, getting older thinking about dying, thinking about what you're going to leave behind, all of those things. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're still a generation that even though we've seen it happen, we still want to put it off. Mm-hmm. We can't you quite know, get our brains around it. And- I think so. I mean, because it's such a, you know, it's such a final thing, you know, uh-huh. and it's almost like a superstition. The more you think about it, <laughs> the more you make so, it bring it on, you know. I mean, it's a weird it. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I kind of... At the same time, you can't live in fear of all of that. You just live each day for what you... To find the balance, I think, is what's a good plan. Uh-huh. To find the balance, you know, and I, I'm still working toward that. Uh-huh. Well, you know, if you live another 20 or 30 years, what do you think you'll do? Do you want to live another 20 or 30 years? I want to live another 20 or 30 years if I can be <clears throat> somebody who can really kind of take care of myself, honestly. If I have my faculties, if I can get up on my own, get out of bed on my own, walk to the store on my own, maybe drive a car on my own, I want to live as long as I can be independent. Honestly, I don't want to be dependent. And if that means I only get 15 years, I'm okay with that. I, you know, I'm a pragmatist, you know, mm-hmm. and also I'm I'm a, a very independent person. I always have been. Mm-hmm. And so I think the the lack of independence is scares me more than anything else. Well, how's yeah. your quality of life in New York? Do you think you'll remain there? Well, we are very lucky, Jenna. Um, we have a, a, a home out in the country, about two, two and a half hours from New York. We live in Brooklyn currently. Mm-hmm. And because of that, my quality of life is much better. I see us eventually leaving New York City for either traveling or living living upstate more than living in the city and we're trying to we're working toward that. You know, I want to work as long as I can work to have enough sort of retirement to live not a fanciful life, you know, very comfortable but not you know extremely luxurious life. Like we you know, we're very we're very um not frugal, but, you know, we're, we're careful about mm-hmm. what we do and mm-hmm. how we spend and what's important. I don't know that, you know, New York City's changing <laughs> Oh, my God, it's just always changing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I don't think that, I think that having lived here most of my life, every once in a while coming in will be more than enough for me. I don't need uh-huh. to be here all the time, uh-huh. you know, and I'm lucky to be able to have had that opportunity to, you know, how many restaurants and how many museums and all of those things, what becomes more important as I get older is time, yeah. time to be with the people I care about, time to be with the people, you know, I want to spend time with, time to be alone with the things that I like to do. That's really the things that I'm looking forward to as I get older. Mm-hmm. That's so funny because my next question was, what do you look forward to now? <laughs> <laughs> 
time. Time. You know, it's like time seems to be so fleeting. Uh-huh. You know, it's 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 so funny because there's so much pop culture happening. You know, so much television, so many movies, so much music, all of these things. And inevitably, I work in a, an industry where advertising, you know, is the bulk of what we do. And inevitably, people will say, "Oh, did you see this program or that program?" Or and I'll be like, "I don't have any time. <laughs> like, I don't. You know what I mean? There's so much." Mm-hmm. to see and do and I I don't know where the time is. So having having that time in that, you know, library of books and movies and things that I just been, have been putting off. I'm hoping to get around to those. <laughs> <laughs> How's your brother? My brother's good. My brother's really good. Um, you know, he's he's not my little brother anymore. He's 42, which freaks me out more than anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he's doing what he loves to do. He's still playing music and uh-huh. Still, like, doing the things that makes him happy. and uh-huh. Does he make you know, pilgrimages to your mom's? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not as much as she'd like him to. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, you know, boy, boy, my mother will tell you, boy, boy children are different than girl children. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she'll tell you. You know, my brother doesn't call for, like, two weeks, and it's like he's busy. Uh-huh. I don't call for two weeks, and it's like, why didn't I call? <laughs> You know, it's it's a totally different expectation, oh, and that's yeah. a very cultural, mm-hmm. very cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Is he married now, or what? no? He's not married. He's uh, single, and uh-huh. you know. Oh, so your mom doesn't have any grandkids? Does she no la- grandchildren. Does she la- mine doesn't either. Does she lament yeah. that? Does she bug you about that? No, not okay. anymore. She'll occasionally she'll say, "Oh, I guess I'm not having any grandchildren," <laughs> and we'll we'll say. But you have the dog, you know, we have dogs and we have cats, and uh-huh. that should be enough. <laughs> I don't think it's the same. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I, I don't, I never really had a huge conversation. My mother, my, my partner and I tried to have kids, and we, we talked about it, and we tried um, fertility treatments and, and stu- uh, stuff, and um, it just didn't work out, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. And we have God's children, and we have children in our lives, nieces and nephews from her side of the family. And mm-hmm. I never really talked really deeply with my mother about how she felt about not having grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I think she does think it's just a natural progression, and she's kind of like, oh, I guess that's not going to happen. But I don't know. I really don't know. And I think about whether or not that would make her more lively or not. Mm-hmm. And I, it's nowhere to tell. You know, you can you can lament about it or you can think about what could have been, but I, I don't know. Sure. You know, you just, if you, the more you do that, the crazier it can get. So it just wasn't the way it was going to turn out. Uh-huh. So. so completely different bad segue. I'm guessing that you would resist tooth and nail going into an assisted living facility or anything like that. I mean, it's not something I I ideally would like to do, but I can see the need for it. Mm -hmm. Ideally, I think that I would go into a place like that if people I knew were there. Mm -hmm. Like, I really want to advocate for, like, places that your friends can go to where it's more of a community of like-minded people and people that you know and there's familiarity than the strange place where at 80 you now have to make new friends. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that that's mm-hmm. something to really think about and to get together with the people in your life who are who are close to you and say, okay, let's all discuss this about a way that is going to get us in a community where we can keep our relationships going. I think the most depressing thing is to go to, you know, before gay marriage was passed in, in the land, um, that was always something I thought about. What mm-hmm. if Martha and I had to go to assisted living just mm-hmm. because it would be, you know, whatever it was. We both need a little more help. Not every day, but just there in case. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't go together. 
because we weren't married. How sad would that be? That would be so, I wouldn't want that. You could go in separately, but that would right. not be the way you'd want to go in. Right, exactly, and that's right. my point. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, gay marriage has passed. Mm. It's not an issue. So now what we have to do is advocate for people to invest or find or build places like that where you can have, maybe it's a gay community. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it, it's not about segregation, mm-hmm. but it's about familiarity, mm-hmm. feeling comfortable and yourself and you, uniquely who you are. And being okay and being able to choose. I think it, I think even now still it would be difficult to go into a place, assisted living, that the majority of people are straight. You know, that's not the majority of my life right now. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of straight friends. Who, the two closest people in my life are both straight. Mm-hmm. So I don't have an issue with that. But there's a huge part of my life that I'm surrounded by other gay people. And I would like to continue that in my life. Mm-hmm. Those are things I do think about. And I think that important to kind of as as our gay population gets older i think it's all uncharted territory i mm-hmm. think that sensitivity and being just open you know as as we gain much more visibility in the world now certainly in the united states this is a huge thing to be able to have the laws of the land say it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> to be married to a same-sex person. That's huge. And, you know, certainly Generation X and the millennium, millennials don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they really just don't. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're going to be okay in that way. And, and uh, But, you know, our generation's still on the fringe of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so we'll be the test. We'll be the test, uh, the test generation for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm okay with that. Okay. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's teach them a few things. Let's yeah. teach them a few things. Is there anything mm-hmm. else I want to wind it down to, to let you go? Is there anything you'd like to add? Any takeaways for our listeners? You know, listen, listen. It's, it, getting older is just it's an inev- inevitable part of your life. And you have to treat it as such. You know, we're all going to get older we just have to be prepared as best we can and talk about it and not pretend like it's just something that, you know, will happen someday. You have to plan. You know, I do believe in planning, um, getting our heads out of the sand a little bit about it. We're discussing it now. We're discussing so many more things than we ever discussed before. So getting older and just having the be- best quality of life that you can have. Okay. You know, well, so. Lisa Benasari, thank you so much for participating. I really uh, enjoyed thank having you, you on the show. I, hope I said some things that you can use. <laughs> I think that you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, All Lisa. Right. Take care. All right, Jana. All right, thank you, honey. Take Bye. these. Bye-bye. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. I'd love to know what you thought about today's show. You can email me at Jana at AgeWise.com. That's J-A-N-A at A-G-E-W-Y-Z or Z, as my Canadian mother says. You can also find me online at AgeWise.com, and you can subscribe to the podcast and download any episodes for free on iTunes. You can also listen to the podcast on Stitcher. I'm Jana Panaritis. See you next time. Until then, age well. Age wise.